Thanks so much for listening to another podcast episode of Complex Identities. This is your host, Juan Marcos Berjana Gutierrez. In our previous episode, we started to focus in on the Clementine literature or the pseudo-Clementine literature comprised primarily of the Clementine homilies and the Clementine recognitions. And one of the things that we noted was that the, the Clementine literature is very unique because it sees the Jewish people in a continuing relationship with the God of Israel. Uh, they have not been displaced uh, by non-Jews who have joined the movement. It places a tremendous amount of importance on the observance of the Torah. And it seems to see the world in a very simple way. There are Jews and there are non-Jews. And non-Jews are subject to demonic powers, to Shadim. And Jews, if they are observant of the Torah, are free from this demonic influence. Now, in concert with this, the homilies seem to view immersion or tevilah for non-Jews as a critical step. The homilies seem to understand immersion as a type of conversion. While most contemporary Christians today undoubtedly see baptism or immersion as a, as a reflection of a spiritual uh, process or conversion, the homilies seem to understand it in what we could call as a halachic change in status. And this is quite fascinating. Non-Jews are no longer Gentiles per se. They don't necessarily become Jews in the full halachic sense, but they're cleansed from their prior immoral disposition. And immersion or tevilah permits them to observe the commandments of the Torah, which relate to them. Now, this gives us a tantamount position, uh, or at least gives these individuals a tantamount position that is equivalent to, to Jews in many respects. Now, surprisingly, the author of the homilies perceives the words God-fear and Jews as effectively equal. And so we have a quote here from the Clementine homilies, and it states, For he is a God-fearer of whom I speak, who is truly God-fearing. Not one who is such only in name, but who practices the law that has been given him. If anyone acts impiously, he is not pious. In like manner, if he who is of another tribe keeps the law, and this is quite fascinating, he is a Jew. But he who does not keep it is a Greek. For the Jews trust God and keep the law. But he who keeps not the law is manifestly a deserter, through not trusting God, and thus as no Jew but a sinner. He is on account of his sin brought into the subjection to those sufferings which are ordained for the punishment of sinners. So here the homilies are very clear. They basically include non-Jews as Jews, and yet still recognize Jews being almost, a, you could say, sort of a, a the ethnic or the uh, descendants, the physical descendants of the people of Israel or the Jewish people. Uh, nevertheless, these non-Jews are expected to conform to certain patterns of behavior which are found in the Torah. The author of the homilies understood immersion, therefore, for non-Jews in two different ways. The first was as an initiation rite that cleansed non-Jews from their pagan backgrounds. But it was also seen as a purification rite, like the one that is uh, performed by a woman when she has finished her time of nida, her period of uh, menstrual uh, impurity. Uh, a woman goes on a uh, regular basis every month and undergoes immersion so that she can be intimate with her husband. 
So it seems to be applied in these two forms, just as it is today. We do conversion in the Jewish community uh, by Tevilan, of course, uh, circumcision or Hatafatam Brit if it's a, it's a male and they've already been circumcised or a female. Uh, they simply go to the mikvah, and of course there's a Kabbalat mitzvot, the acceptance of the mitzvot, etc. But in essence, this seems to be part of some type of conversion rite. Now the importance placed on continuous immersion may reflect a synthesis between the concepts of ritual and moral purity, and, and moral impurity for that matter. This may be connected to John the Immerser's views. Of course, we learn about John the Baptist or John the Immerser in the New Testament and a focus that he has on immersion. To better understand this potential fusion, eventually in subsequent podcasts, we'll look at this a little bit deeper and how immersion or tevilah was understood in the Second Temple period.